So there was a couple, they were having breakfast. You guys can sit down, we don't need you for a little while. All your uh, uh, team there, all the host team, you can sit down. Kind of distracts me having seven people standing there at the back. <laughs> all right. So there was a couple having breakfast, an older couple, and they looked out the window. And as they looked out, they saw that the younger couple that had just moved next door had done their washing and the, the young lady was just bringing her washing out. And she's hanging on a line and she looks at the line and she goes, oh, those clothes are filthy. Those clothes are still dirty. Why hasn't someone taught this girl how to wash her clothes? And her husband doesn't even say anything at all. Right? And uh, you know, week after week, she looks and every week she just judges them. Oh, that girl, someone should teach her how to, how to wash her clothes. And it's sad that no one's taught her that. And how does she get around wearing dirty clothes and all of that? And her husband just doesn't say anything at all. Then uh, one morning she gets up, they look out and all the clothes are clean. And, and, and the wife says, isn't that magnificent? Finally, someone has taught her how to wash her clothes and her clothes are finally clean. Isn't that fantastic? And her husband goes, no, I clean the windows, right? <laughs> Welcome to Vision Sunday, where this morning I hope to clean some windows, right? And make our vision clearer for yourself and also for Immersed Church. I appreciate you being here. I know many of you have, have made the effort to, to be here, especially this morning. And I believe that God is gonna do something. I pray that the Holy Spirit does something in your heart and soul today and that you leave with something inside, that essentially you leave pregnant, believing that God is gonna do something. Let me pray. Father, I ask in Jesus' Name that You would take my words this morning, take the vision of this house, and Father, put it in the heart of the hearer, oh God. Lord, let people hear what you have to say to each one. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, last year on Vision Sunday, we all got together. And uh, we got together at Kedron Wavell. And to be honest, I, I love a big meeting, getting everyone together. And it was fantastic. And we get about 600 people there, but that means 100 people don't come. And that bothers me as a pastor that a hundred people of our congregation aren't hearing what I believe is an important Sunday to hear a little bit about the direction of the church. And so which is why this year we've done a little bit different is that we're doing it over three weeks. When I mean, last week was at Redcliffe, this week is at Warner and next week we'll be at Morayfield. But last year I bought the thought of saying yes. That was the thought of the, the Vision Sunday, this year, say yes. It was very simple. It wasn't a great teaching. There was no great revelation. It wasn't a complicated explanation. It was just, if God is asking you to do something this year, then go ahead and do it. It wasn't that hard and hopefully this year, once again, it's fairly simple in a sense of what the vision is. And you know, many of us did say yes. And the church benefited from the fact that many people did say yes, that they stepped to the line and did what it is that God asked them to do. Our attendance last year was the largest ever where we averaged 702 different people every weekend. That's pretty good, right? Our tithes and offerings were the highest ever in the history of the church 
and we gave $180,000 towards missions, which is more than ever before. Yeah, that's good. Our youth group had its biggest ever number at an event and regularly had 200 people every or 200 kids every Friday night with salvations every Friday night. I reckon that's amazing. We had 450 people at our summit. We had the biggest attendance at our team nights, which is all of our volunteer base getting together, which means that our volunteer base is growing. And our church can only grow bigger when our volunteer base gets bigger because people are doing stuff. And the best thing of all, we were able to start a brand new church in Moray Field. And that's because you said yes. Not bad really, is it? Because you got behind the message of Vision Sunday and said yes. You know, Nina and I didn't do any of those things. You did. You are the ones who said yes. We may have brought some leadership, some direction, but in the end it was because you as a congregation got behind what was said and said, I'm gonna see what was said as God this year and if He asked me to do something, I'm gonna do what He said. And I think that that's fantastic. Thank you. Now, if you think about it, Vision Sunday is funny, really. It's not like, you know, up to December 31, this was the vision. Say yes, right? And then on the 1st of January, it all just changes. Just throw it out the window. God's changing His mind. He has a different thing. And, and, and I don't believe that the flick of a calendar is what motivates God, where He's kind of all year wondering, what should it be next year? What should I do next year? To be honest, I don't think the vision of the church has changed in 2,000 years. The same vision that Jesus gave us 2,000 years ago. Go wait on the Holy Spirit. Go and preach the Gospel, the good news of Jesus. Go and make disciples of all nations. I don't think the vision has ever changed and that's the vision of our church. We wanna wait on the Holy Spirit, hear what it is that He has to say. We wanna preach the Gospel boldly and unashamedly and we wanna make disciples. The vision doesn't change. But sometimes God brings a focus. God brings a, a little nudge in a particular direction. And that's what happens at Vision Sunday. It's just a little wink from God, a little nudge from God, just a, a little tweak to say, this year, let's see something happen that will propel us into the future and to the success that He sees for us. I mean, to be honest, it's always a good idea to say yes to God. It wasn't like just in 2019 that became a good idea. That was a good idea in year one. It was a good idea in 1010. It was a good idea in 2007. It was a good idea in 2019. And it's still a good idea today in 2020. Say yes to God. But instead of just saying yes to God last year haphazardly, we consciously looked for God's will. We deliberately asked God for His opinion and we purposely pursued the will of God. We said yes deliberately and on purpose. And that's what vision does. That's what Vision Sunday is. It's, it's getting the spotlight of all God's, all, sorry, getting the, all of God's light and making it a spotlight 
on a particular focus for a particular time. And so this year, I believe that God has given us something fresh to focus on, to look at and to act upon. I believe that as we make this a deliberate and purposed and considered action on our behalf, that we cannot fail but be successful as a church and as individuals and it will be a prosperous year. Now, all of you would have seen what it is by just walking in to church today, but the focus for 2020 at Emerge Church needs to be taking ground. I want you to say it with me, taking ground. One more time, taking ground. This is the year for us to take ground and not just new ground. I felt clearly the Holy Spirit say, don't just say new ground, because that's what's kind of always the way, take new ground. But there's old ground that we've given up. There's some promises that God has given to us that we have yet to see. There are victories that, that were meant to be ours that we've yet to have. And so I want you to see that it's not just new ground, it's old ground. And I believe that we're gonna start to see some people just coming back coming back to church. You know, I, I, there's just last week, a lady came to me after the service at Redcliffe and she left our church maybe seven or eight years ago. It was a little bit of to and fro. And she just comes up to me afterwards and she goes, are we right? And I go, of course we're right. I, I, got, I don't keep grudges. I'm not a grudge-holding person. It's not because I'm godly. It's just because it's my personality. I don't hold on to grudges. And, and I, just, I just said, we're right. And now this lady who was quite involved in our church is now back at home where God wants her to be. And I just think that that is a wonderful thing. It's taking ground, ground that the enemy has stolen off us. I believe that we as a church and we as people are gonna be larger. And I mean in the spirit, not this way, all right? Hopefully I will not be larger that way. So this morning I wanna look at three times in the Bible where God spoke about taking ground, where God spoke about taking dominion so that we can look at those things and therefore kind of learn what we could do and learn what we shouldn't do. So let's have a look at what God has to say. The first is in creation itself. Genesis 1 verse 28. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. You know, inside of us, there is the need to take ground. It's in our DNA. It's in our original design. God, our Creator, created us with the sense of wanting more, of not being happy with the status quo. Notice that people aren't happy with the same. You don't wanna be the same year after year after year. You wanna break ruts, you wanna break the status quo. People always want something more. And you only have to look at a little kid, right? They always want something more. It's in our DNA. It's how God designed us. The same old, same old doesn't motivate anyone. Everything just being the same doesn't stir anyone. And that's because our Creator, 
God Himself put in us a desire to conquer. Now, if you think about it, without that desire, we are just like the animals. The, 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 the animals have no reason. An animal exists to exist. And because we've taken dominion, many of their purposes are to serve man, right? But in themselves, they exist to exist. They exist to eat, they exist to reproduce and nothing else, right? They have no ambition or drive within themselves other than those basic things. The desire to take ground, the desire to improve, the desire to get better and be more significant is what God breathed into man. See, the animals were just created in the beginning, but with man, it was different. Genesis 2:7, And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. See, the desire for something better is God breathed into you. It's what separates us from the animals. So we can know that resignation is not from God. The thought of hopelessness is never from God. The belief that things will never change do not come from God. Maybe the ground that God would have you this year to take is that you would have that renewed sense of faith that God is able, that God can, that God wants to, and that God is for you. Takes and overcome those dark thoughts of resignation. You know, Adam and Eve did well for a time until they got senses of resignation that, that things were just as they are and they couldn't change. The devil comes and lies to them. The devil comes and says, God really isn't that powerful. God doesn't mean what He says. God's withholding from you. God really isn't that good. God doesn't love you. He hasn't got your best. See, the moment that you stop believing that God is good, that God loves you, you actually start to give up ground rather than start to take ground. And the enemy will contend for the ground that God, God is wanting to give you. Knowing you're loved, Knowing that God's on your side, knowing that God is all-powerful gives you the, the, the confidence to actually take a risk, to actually go and take a step, to take your next step. That is because you're confident in God so you can take new ground. The second instance I wanna bring to your attention to taking ground is when it comes to Joshua leading the Israelites into the promised land. Joshua, God tells Joshua to take ground. Moses 1, Joshua 1 verse 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land I'm giving to them and the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you as I've said to Moses. To be honest, this really is the very heart of this message. We all need to walk into our promised land. Do you know God has a promised land for you? A place where your purpose and your reason for living is actually happening. I, I call it in our the New Testament, finding your that 
Why did God take hold of you? Why did, why did God kind of breathe faith into you? Why did God do that? Do you know why? And that's your promised land. God has promises to us all. God's promises are what activates our divine nature. God's promises cause us to walk in the spirit rather than the flesh. 2 Peter 2, 2 Peter 1 verse 4. By which you have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be, may be partakers of the divine nature. The great and precious promises of God are what activate and get you to partake in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. See, the promises of God activate our divine nature where our own ambitions and desires activate the lusts in our lives. So what's God's ambition for you in 2020? That's the promise, because the promise of God is God's ambition for you, what God thinks about you. So I wanna ask you, and I wanna commend to you, in 2020, get a promise from God. In 2020, activate a promise from God. In 2020, remember a promise from God. In 2020, pursue a promise from God. If you don't have one, ask for one. God will give you a promise if you ask. God is actually very good at answering our prayers when they come from the intent of our hearts. And if you ask God for a promise, then God will give you one. It'll be different to mine. It'll be different to everyone else's. It'll speak to you in a way that makes sense to you and that gives you the feeling that I can do this. It's, it's not a promise that's, that's out there. I just can't. It's a promise to say, me and God, we can make this happen. So get a promise. Seek God for a promise because there's no taking of ground without a promise. For Immersed Church, the promise is that we're taking ground. I believe that we're going to grow this year. I want to give $200,000 to missions this year more than any other. I believe that, that we're going to have more life groups than ever before. You know, a fortnight ago, our youth group had 31 salvations on one night. So I believe we'll have more salvations than ever before. You know, I, I'm believing that we're going to have a building for more refill. In a little while, Pastor Julie's going to get up and tell you some exciting things happening here at Warner. I believe that we're going to see some leaders come into their destiny this year. I believe that every location will grow. I believe that we're going to start to have greater influence. You know, recently I preached in front of the Prime Minister and two days later had lunch with a, a, a senator from, from, uh, uh, in our national parliament. The deputy leader of our opposition here in Queensland gave me his personal phone number, like his mobile number, if I ever needed him. I saw him at the Cafe 63 on Friday and he came up and said, G'day, a lady from our church is, stand, is, is standing for, for, for election this year in this, uh, here in Pine Rivers. I think that's fantastic. I don't, I don't say that to boast, but to let you see 
that God is getting the name Emerged Church into some influential places. I must admit, I do like the fact that the Prime Minister knows this church exists. I think that's good. All right. Don't know what will happen, but it's nice. But the promises don't come battle free. Joshua is given this promise in chapter one. And with the promise, the exhortation four times, be strong and courageous. Right, so he's given the promise. It's a fantastic promise. Everywhere you step, it's gonna be good. And the next 23 chapters are the battles and the fights and the things that he has to overcome. And then once he's got it, to administrate what it is that God has given to him. It's a fight and a battle and it doesn't ever stop until one day in heaven with him, right? See, what happens is that you'll be tempted to compromise. Joshua was tempted to sign a treaty this year, don't compromise on your promise. You know, as I was preparing this message, I was so tempted and there was such pressure on me to compromise, to believe what I'm saying in this message. As I'd be praying in the morning, I would face the most brutal front-on attacks in my mind, what I believe from, from, from the enemy, trying to dissuade me from telling you to take ground this year, that, that the church was gonna take ground. The enemy would, would shout in my ear. It wasn't even a, a whisper. And, and, and I would sense this sense of dread just come over me and I'd have to really fight it. I'd have to literally fight it and take, take ground in my mind over what was going. It was like he would just, just declare and just yell in my head, don't declare taking ground over the church. This year's gonna be the worst year ever. It's a terrible year. This year, the church is gonna get smaller. The offerings are gonna go down. Every location is gonna get smaller. You're gonna have the worst year ever. If you tell the church this year about taking ground and it's not a good year for the church, you'll look like a fool. And I wanna tell you, it started to get to me. It started to kind of like sit in my spirit. I can't do it. I mean, Lord, give me another scripture. Give me something that's nice. You know, God loves you this year. God loves you, right? Like, you, you know, something, it was just so difficult. And I had to kind of really just fight the battle in prayer. But I wanna tell you, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. And we are gonna be taking ground this year. He's declared it to be a year of taking ground. And we are gonna take ground. We are going to take ground. But it won't be without a fight because nothing is for nothing and nothing worth, happen, worth having happens without a battle. But remember this, the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. And as you read the book of Joshua, you learn some things about battles. There's some battles that you fight and you see the Lord bring victory, and there's some battles that God just brings victory. See, the majority of fights that Joshua won were with the army that God had given him. So it wasn't really miraculous. Some of the strategies that he had, some of the things he was asked to do were miraculous, but it was just with what God had given him, he won the battles. There were other battles where God won and, and, and kind of worked together. So the army's fighting, 
But all of a sudden, there's like a, the, the sun stops still so they can continue to fight. So there's a, a mixture of miracle and a mixture of, of what's already there. The hailstones came down in one battle and, and, and took out the, uh, the foreign army. So there's a mixture sometimes of, of where there's what you can do and, and what God does. And then there's just some battles that God just wins that you don't even know about. There were two battles where, where God won, where He sent hornets. You know, I read the Bible for all my life. I've never read that, that God sent hornets to, to clear off two nations, right? I just thought that was, it was amazing. So that's what's gonna happen this year. There's gonna be some battles that what's in your hand already is what's gonna see you overcome and take that ground. There's gonna be some battles and some obstacles that you're gonna overcome with a mixture of the miraculous and the supernatural and what is in your hand. And there's gonna be some fights that you're gonna win that you didn't even know you were fighting. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. How does, can I get on stage? Is that, that's my audition right there. All right. There's some ground you shouldn't take. All right. You know, the vision for Immerse Church is the same for every location, but each location has its own identity. And I'm gonna ask uh, Pastor Julie to come and share some practical ways that Emerge Warner is gonna take ground. Now, Nina and I are always gonna be the location pastors here at uh, Emerge Warner. This is, I'll be careful how to say this because my heart's for the whole church, but this is where my heart is. Does it make sense? And, and uh, so we're always gonna be the pastors, but there are many times we're just not here because of our preaching now. So I'm here at the most two Sunday mornings every uh, month. Right, sometimes more. This year, one of the areas that I believe God's got us taking ground is that I'm going to Kenya and Uganda to do pastors' conferences uh, in March. And then in October, I've been asked to do some pastors' conferences in uh, Romania. And I believe that God wants to use my pastor's heart to teach other pastors who have nothing. In Uganda and Kenya, they got nothing. In Romania, they got nothing. And I, I might not be able to have a whole lot of resource, but I've got some experience. I've got some heart. And I, and I believe that I can go and help those people. We're gonna take ground as a church as I do those things. But it means that we're not here all the time. So I need someone who's a point person. And so that's what Pastor Julie will be. Like she's the go-to person when we're not here. When Nina and I aren't here, what do I need to do here? What should we do here? It'll be Pastor Julie that's going to be doing that. And one of the highlights for me over the last couple of years is to see how much Pastor Julie has grown. Yeah. Right? Come on, let's give her a hand. Are you going to come? She is so the heart of Immersed Church. She gives so much, does so much, preaches so well. I actually love, one of the things that ticks me about actually going to all the different locations is I don't actually get to hear Julie preach as much as I'd like to. So uh, come Julie and just share some of those things. I wanna say thank you to Pastor Mark and Nina for trusting me with this moment and with you. I know they love you so much. And um, I was reflecting back on when we first came to Australia and we went to the church at Redcliffe and we experienced um, an instant knitting together with those incredible people and a love and an acceptance. 
And then in God's incredible plan, he grafted us into this family. And we weren't expecting the same to happen, and yet it did. You have taken us in as one of your own, and we feel your love and your generosity. And just, you are our family. You're what we think about. You're what we breathe and dream and talk about and plan and pray. And we are talking about you in all the best ways constantly in our home. And so it honestly is the honor of mine and Neil's life to be here and to serve you. So I just wanted to start off by saying that. So what does taking ground look like here at Warner in 2020? It's going to look like five things. And you're going to hear these five things over and over and over. And that's intentional because it's just part of the DNA of who we are as Emerge. If you went to Redcliffe or Murrayfield or here, they're the same five things. And I thought it would be appropriate for us to just go through them. Then you can know this is what we're after. This is how we're going to do it here at Warner. And the first thing that we're going to take ground in this year is in connection. Connection. Can you say that with me? Connection. And I actually believe that this is less to do with a program or something that we're going to do on a Sunday and more to do with you and me and our daily lives. Here at the start of the year, God has been so challenging me in my own life about having a passion for souls. And I've been a Christian a fair while now. And he's just brought it back to the fore for me that that is to be a distinctive of my life and our lives is that we love people into the kingdom, that we see people the way that he sees them and that that is the lens through which we view our life. Now, we're always going to do events here at church that you can be proud of, that you can bring people to confidently, that you know it's not going to be a Tim Pop production, but it's going to be amazing. And the, what your friends will say is, oh my goodness, I didn't know church could be like this, or I didn't know that this is what church was like, or the, the singing was so good, all of those things that you tell us all the time, that we're still going to do all of those things. But actually, at the end of the month, I'm going to bring a word to us that I really believe is going to help put some legs on this whole idea of connection and how that's what you and me are going to do, not just in church on a Sunday, but actually in our worlds that we are connected to. So that's our first thing we're going to take ground is in connection. The second thing we're going to take ground in is an encounter. Can you say that with me? Encounter. One of the great strengths of Emerge Church is our creative department. I'm sure you'll agree. And Pastor Jason and the team do an outstanding job of leading us in what, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Of leading us in worship that helps to lift our eyes and helps us to get our eyes off our circumstances and focus on Jesus. And we will always prioritize the presence of God and the Holy Spirit in this church. We will always do that. But how many of you know that there's always more? There's more, isn't there? And so what we're going to do this year is we're going to create spaces and places at different points throughout the year where you can just come and encounter Jesus. How many of you know that when we encounter Jesus, when we're in his presence, that's when things change. It's when ideas come. It's when refreshing happens. It's where strength comes. And so we wanted to create these places of encounter where you can come throughout the year and just worship and experience the Holy Spirit and get built up. And so I want you to keep an eye out for those through the year. I think it's a great way to start the first year of a new decade by prioritizing encountering God together. So what a great way to set up your decade. The third way that we're gonna outwork this taking ground this year is in salvation. Can you say that with me? Salvation. I really believe that this year as a church, 
personally and corporately, it's going to be a soul-winning year like no other. I really, really feel that. And we've already seen the start of that in our youth. How incredible is that? We, we, we were like, oh yeah, that's good. But like 31 kids, and that's 31 families forever changed. 31 destinies, generations, 31 sets of generations forever changed because of what is happening here. And I love that, but what I really feel for Warner, are what we're going to do this year is to create some robust and effective systems to love and care for every person who says yes to Jesus. Because why would Jesus trust us with what is his most precious possession, which is people, if he doesn't confidently know that we are going to look after them and help them get developed and, and, and so that they're strong in their faith and that it doesn't get stolen away in those early days. And so in 2020, we're going to work with our existing new hair teams, our host teams, and we're also going to create some new teams that are going to help put some systems in place to make sure that when you leverage your connection in your world and you're brave and you invite somebody and they come and they say yes to Jesus, you can confidently know that they're going to be taken through a process that's going to help them know and love Jesus and it not just be a flash in the pan of a hand up, but that it brings lasting change in their life. Alpha's going to help with that as are some other rolling weekly classes that we want to do for helping people walk out those first few steps in their faith. Because how many of you know, when we put our hand up, that was a great moment, wasn't it, for lots of us? But I'm guessing pretty much all of you had somebody or something that helped you take that moment decision to a lifetime of love for Jesus. And we really need to have that at this location. Our fourth thing is discipleship. Can you say that with me? Discipleship. As our family grows, and it's always growing, and it's so awesome to see so many of you here this morning. It's just so great. As our family grows, so too do the ways in which we need to care for you and our new people coming in. And primarily, we do that through life groups. On a Sunday, it's that lovely thing of you say hi and you see lots of faces, but life groups are the place where you get to know and be known where you are around people who can walk through the highs and the lows of life. Life group that we run is honestly the highlight of my fortnight. I love them to bits. We eat far too much food and um, have loads of fun and we just love it. But if everybody in our church and here at this location wanted to go to a life group, which we pray that you do, we couldn't actually accommodate that because there aren't enough life groups. And for our new people coming in, we want them to have a great experience and there aren't enough life groups to do that. Now, our existing life group leaders are just incredible. And if you're in a life group, you already know this. They love you. They care for you. They pray for you. They're doing an outstanding job. But even they will tell you, we need more groups. And so this year, perhaps a way for you to take ground is to start saying yes in that area, to think about starting a journey to become a life group leader, of saying, yeah, I reckon I could host a group. Maybe I could be an assistant team leader. Maybe I could call some people. Maybe I could do something that's going to help people not just be seen on a Sunday, but be known and loved and walked alongside. And we're going to need lots of people to do that because our church is growing, which is amazing. And yes, there is a cost to that. I'm not here to kind of do a switch and bait and be like, oh yeah, it's great, but it's 50 hours a week. It's not like that. 
But there is a time cost involved. But what I can tell you is this, is that when you put your hand to the plow and you say, yes, I'm going to care for God's people that he's trusted me with, there is such a joy that comes from that. You get filled up and you're co-laboring with Christ. And I think what an amazing thing to do. That's how we're going to take ground this year. And the last thing we're going to take ground in at Warner is with mission. Can you say that with me? Mission. Now, Pastor Nikki runs an exceptional missions department. She is just a superstar for that. She works so hard. And her and Pastor Neil at the end of last year put on an event that really was a testing of the water. It was an event for special needs families around Christmas. And what we were doing when we put that event on was just testing the water, seeing if in church there were people who were passionate about this area, because if there isn't that, then it's not going to work, to see if for our families in church, is this a need that they had? And to test our community and see, is this something that people in the community need and want? And we were overwhelmed with the response on all fronts. The team just came out the woodwork. If you know who you are, you just appeared out of nowhere and were like, I love this. Our church families, of which there are many in our church that have families with kids with special needs, said, we feel seen and loved and this is what we've been after. And then the majority of people who came were actually outside of our community. And some of their feedback were things like this. I can't go outside with my children because everybody stares. I've never been to a Christmas concert before because we just can't stay in the room. And I've never felt so much love and acceptance as I have today. So we found out with that, we're scratching an itch. We're, we're, we're tapping into something. And it's because this group of families are isolated they can't do the things that we would normally take for granted. They're often overlooked and judged at the same time, and they don't feel accepted. And that sounds just like the kind of people that Jesus would want us to go and love. And so what we're going to do this year, Pastor Neil's going to take the lead on this, and he's going to start to run some events to let this community know we're here for you. You're not going to be judged in this room. The long-term aim is to have a Sunday provision for children who can be integrated into our existing kids' church because that's what some children need and will need people to do that. And then the long, long-term dream is to have specialized provision for children whom that's not appropriate and they need their own specialized care. And that's a lot of work and thinking and planning, but we believe that those people are worth it. And so that's what we're going to concentrate on for Warner. And I, I honestly feel like that is going to be such a source of fruit and of life. And it's a vein in our society that honestly nobody is tapping into. They're ignored and nobody really knows that they're there. But we know that they're there and we're going to go after them with passion and purpose this year. Yeah, it's amazing. To help us do that, we're going to... Um, just do a bit of a renovation of our kids' areas and pay some attention to our staircases and our entrances so that when your kids come, they feel really proud of where they are, that you would feel happy to bring another parent into that facility and that your kids will want to start to leverage their connections and bring their friends along to church. So if any of what I've spoken about today has made something leap inside, you think, yep, I'm up for that, life group leading, salvation, whatever it is, please come and talk to me. I'd love to have a coffee with you. But I'm so excited for Warner. It's going to be an incredible year. And why don't you welcome Pastor Mark back to the stage? Awesome. Fantastic. Ah, it's exciting. It's exciting. 
You know, one of the things that it really brought a lot of tears to my eyes last year was that sensory uh, performance that we actually did for those kids on Christmas. You know, just here, taking all the chairs out, just making it safe, just making it, it was just, it was just amazing. To me, it was one of the highlights of the year. And I, and I just feel like, you know, the Bible says to stand up for those who haven't got a voice. And, uh, and I think that's, that's what it's doing. I'm gonna ask the ushers to come now. And they're all gonna hand you just like a little jar uh, of dirt, of ground. In my uh, little video, I said, what is dirt? Well, it's about taking ground. And I'm gonna give you, so you are literally all going home today having taken ground, right? Literal ground, you are taking ground. So if, if Vision Sunday was terrible in every other way, at least you took ground like I said you would. All right, so the third area, the third area that God speaks about where He talks about taking ground is in Acts 1.8. Very famous Pentecostal Scripture. We all heard it before. You would have heard many, many uh, sermons around it. It's the Scripture that us Pentecostals know very well. And it's what God gave to His brand new baby church. When the church was just brand new, when the church was just a, a little baby, this is what the Scripture He gave for us to take ground. Acts 1.8, But you shall receive power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. You know, in 2020, God wants you to take ground in your Jerusalem. Jerusalem's you. It's your personal struggles. It's where you're at to combat fear, to combat depression, lust, anxiety, to, to gain custody of yourself and allow the fruit of the Spirit to rule your life. To believe that your health is gonna be better than ever and that your self-esteem will be rooted in God and who God says you are. And therefore you'll be stronger than ever. Believe that your addictions and your besetting sins are gonna be overcome this year. You know, this year, 2020, think about how free you'd be if that issue didn't always come up. If that thing you got so far and then just through failure, just had to break down to ground again. Right, God wants you to take ground in those areas. 2020, God wants you to take ground in Judea and Samaria, that is your relationships, friendships, your work or your study. He wants you to excel. He wants you to become attractive to the unchurched and to become a person worth knowing. Some people here this year are gonna develop deeper relationships than ever before instead of just surface relationships. Surface relationships are nice but they don't help when the rubber needs to hit the road. And we're gonna have deeper relationships. Believe that in your job this year, you'll be promoted or that you'll do really well in your study. You'll pass with excellent results. Believe that this year you'll save money rather than just spend it. Right, that you have something 
that, 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 that you'll be able to get some of those goals that you have in your life. Believe that your marriage will be the strongest it's ever been and that your relationship with your children is going to be strong. You know, some people here, you're estranged from your parents. You're estranged from, from your children. This year, believe that the God of reconciliation is going to bring reconciliation, that God is going to do something. You know, where you have the courage to take ground by saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We have the ground to take and have courage enough to, to say, I forgive you. I'm not going to hold on. Where you become the bigger person and allow those relationships that have become strained and apart to come together. Believe that your circle of friends will be the biggest and strongest that it's ever been. You know, someone here this morning in your career or in your business, you always get so far and you can never, ever get over that. Some of you run groups of ministry and you've got so far, but your group never can get over a particular size. This is the year to take ground. This is the year. This is the year to do those things. And in 2020, maybe the whole band could come and join. I believe that God wants the ends of the earth to be strong, the church and its mission on the world. That out of emerged church, out of emerged church will come a, a voice and a direct declaration of those original things, of waiting on the Holy Spirit, of the glorious Gospel of God and of making disciples of men and women. That that comes out loud and clear. That's through doing, through serving, through giving and going to church, your church is made strong. That it can do what its founder wanted and that we can make many, many disciples. This year, I wanna encourage you, Go on our missions trip. If you've never been on a missions trip, go. This year we're gonna use and go to, a, to a, a new school, a school that we haven't been to before and it's got nothing. It has got nothing. You know, I'm gonna go there soon with Frank and we're gonna have a look at that school and we're gonna look, what can we do? But bring your skill. Bring your time, bring your effort. If you've got a skill, if you can play an instrument, we'd love you to come. If you can sing, we'd love you to come. If you can dig a hole, we'd love you to come. If you can paint a wall, we'd love you to come. If you can talk to a kid, we'd love you to come. If you can encourage a pastor, we'd love you to come. I reckon that includes everyone. Everyone here can do one of those things. Everyone here can do one of those things. Step out and take some ground this year. Join an area of involvement. You know, our, our production area always needs people. You may not have any skill at all, we'll teach you. We'll help you. We'll, we'll help you and then whatever. We wanna make it a place where you grow in the things of God. Julie said it before, but there's a Scripture, I think it's in Peter, Timothy, and it says, your service of God gives you the opportunity to have a testimony or to know God in a way that someone who doesn't do something will never know. And that's the blessing of ministry, is that in doing things for the Kingdom, 
I see an aspect of Jesus that I would never ever see if I wasn't serving in that particular way. And that's one of the blessings. That's what actually keeps you going because it actually keeps the freshness of your walk with God. You know, some of you need to expand your, 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 your knowledge of the Word this year. And we're gonna have a look at doing something around our Bible college. You know, in March, we have a guy named Professor Rick Watts coming to church. He's, he's literally like the smartest person in the world. Maybe him and Mark Bronley, right? Like kind of <laughs> close there, right? Like, but it's just so wise and smart and just with the Bible. The Word of God is magnificent. The more of the Word that you can get in personally, but just broadly. It actually helps your faith in God. The more I learn of the Bible, it doesn't make me go, oh, I've got to wonder about this. Is God really true? The more I learn of the Bible, it makes me go, it's a proof of God in itself. God is so wise. So learn of the Word. Maybe this year, it's a time of prayer and fasting. Believing that God is gonna do something where, where you make a demand of God in the right way. Right, where, where you sit there and say, God, I'm serious, not going on a hunger strike. I'm not gonna eat until you give me what I want. But where you say, God, I'm so serious about seeing this happen. Right, I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna seek your face as never before. Maybe you'll tell someone about Jesus this year. Maybe this will be the year that you can bring someone to church, where you can put them, bring them to Alpha, where they can ask the questions that you don't know they've even got or how to answer. But through the Alpha teaching, they learn those different things. Make 2020 the most spiritually dynamic year you've ever had and you'll finish knowing this year, knowing Jesus in a way that you never knew possible. Taking ground takes vision. What do you see for yourself? Taking ground takes initiative. What are the new things that you are gonna do this year? Taking ground takes honesty, where you look at the things that aren't actually helping you in your walk with God and decide to do something about those things. Taking ground takes boldness. The ground that God has for you this year isn't easy. You need to trust Him. It's the ground you can only take with Him. Like Joshua, the promise is the easy part. But like Joshua, you have battles, fights and failures. But if you're strong and courageous, you also succeed. I want you, can someone hand me one of those jars? Get on one of those jars. Thank you, Elise. By the way, Elise is gonna be preaching tonight and that is gonna be awesome. I love Elise's preaching. I just love Elise. I think she's awesome. She's pretty good, isn't she, Carl? Hey? Hey, so you have your ground, right? Just I want you to, if you, if, I want you just to see that on the back, you got a place where you can write something. What, what areas are you gonna take ground? Body, soul, and spirit. What, where are you gonna take ground? In your job, in your family, in your spiritual life? I want you to take this home. I don't want you to write it now because you're kind of like under some sort of pressure. And that, but I want you to take this home and I want you to write it and believe what promises do I have? What is it that God is speaking to me? What do I want this year? And write these down and believe that God 
is going to have you take ground. 